there, listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. So today we are talking about Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. Yes, Midnight Sun, the companion to her best-selling Twilight series. Now you're probably listening to this being like, Cynthia, why did you read this book? You know, I know Stephanie Meyer gets a lot of hate for Twilight, but I read Twilight back in my teen years, and I liked it. You know, I really did like Twilight. Go back to those memories. Do I think Twilight was the most spectacular thing in the world? No. I remember when I was reading Eclipse, I remember thinking, gosh, Bella's such a Mary Sue. You know, she's just so two-dimensional. Just too perfect. So, I did. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Even not liking Bella, I liked the story. And to this day, I like the story. But again, do I think it was spectacular? No, and by no means. Do I own the series? Yeah. And to be perfectly honest with you, I had no intention of buying this novel. Not one bit when it was first announced. I was just like, eh, I don't really need it, right? But then I was going online, and I was reading a lot of reviews. Um, it's pretty much split 50-50. Some people like it, some people don't like it. And I decided, you know what, I hate having an incomplete collection, so what the fuck? You know? Ooh, part of my language. <laughs> I was like, what the hey, why not? So I bought it. Worst that can happen is I just stop reading it and end up, don't, end up donating it because I don't like it. That's honestly the worst, you know? But I have to say, um, I was actually drawn into the story. Um, so when I had the book, you know, I had some time off from work because my grandmother was visiting me from Chicago and I took like four days off to spend with her. So I'm sitting there at the table, she's playing with my son and I'm sitting there letting her play with my son and I'm just reading and reading and reading. And I remember thinking, like, wow, Meyer's writing style has improved. 267 pages later, I'm being told it's, you know, what do I want for dinner? And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, right, food. That's a thing. I was honestly drawn in. I was sucked into the story. I was sucked into the narrative. Um, and I think that's because... Edward's perspective and Stephanie's Meyer, Stephanie Meyer's writing style was better than Bella's. You know, I think of Edward and at times through this through this novel, he reminded me a lot of Louis from Interview with a Vampire. Uh, not the book Louis. Brad Pitt's interpretation of Louis. Um, that's what he reminded me of when I was reading this story. He's so tortured. Um, he's always in pain. You know, I just want to be like, ah, Edward, 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 are you done? Because I've had to listen to this for 200 years, you know? That's just kind of me. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed his narrative a lot because it's deeper. It has more depth to it. That's what I'm saying Meyer's writing style has improved because there's so much more I mean, this book is 
gosh, let me, it, it's 672 pages. And the original Twilight book was, uh, let me pull it up real quick. Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. That was um, 501 pages in paperback format anyway. But let's look for the hardcover format. 498. So it's easily almost 200 pages more. Um, not more, sorry. <laughs> it's 200 pages longer than the original Twilight. Sorry, I got sucked into reading the synopsis of Twilight. Don't judge me. And you're probably thinking, well, what more is there to offer? There's so much more that I didn't think was possible to offer by doing the story in Edward's perspective. And honestly, I kind of wish the entire series now had been done in Edward's perspective. But I get why it wasn't. I get it. Um, but through Edward, and I think, what, this... Um, through Edward, you know, you really do get to see a deeper sense of attraction between him and Bella. It's not insta-love like it was in the original. He is fascinated with her because he can't read her thoughts. You know, we already knew that from the original. But he's fascinated, his fascination with her, his the way he's drawn to her by the way she smells and the way he he does contemplate killing her quite a lot in the novel and I think that that's something new it's something different you never thought when reading Tyler like oh he was just so in love with her he was just caught off guard her her smell was so tantalizing yes it was tantalizing but you're seeing the hunter in him how he contemplates killing everyone just so that he can kill her uh so it's something new. It's something different for his relationship with Bella. He is a bit of a stalker. <coughs> stalker. <coughs> Sorry. Actually, there is no bit of. He is a stalker. And I do find that a little problematic because I think a part... There's... For me, whenever I read young adult fiction... Back when I was a teenager, I think we all kind of thought, oh, how romantic, he's following her, oh, it's so cute, and I think as we grow older, we're like, no, that's not really cute behavior, you know, I, don't, I think it's, I like that authors are stepping away from romanticizing stalking, and you could see here that Stephanie Meyer was having second thoughts about that herself because, you know, Edward does chastise himself quite often, you know, a lot of self-deprecating going on with just the stalking. But it's not like she can get rid of it without contradicting what she already wrote. But, you know, thinking back, I'm like, that's a little problematic, um, I will say. It's the only part that really, really bothered me because I don't think we should be romanticizing stalking, you know, I, it's, it's just not cute <laughs> anymore, it, it should have never been cute, but the fact that I'm saying anymore, I think that shows you how problematic, um, 
young adult literature used to be, you know, they used to think it was oh so charming, oh so thoughtful, and everything. And then you have um, more depth, like I said earlier. The story has more depth. So that's, we're switching gears here to the depth of the characterization. There's more of it. There's definitely more personality. I like Bella more through Edward's perspective. Again, it's not insta-love, it's fascination. He's building her up. He's building her personality, her facial expressions. He's making her more than what she was. And that is something that I liked. That is something that I took away from the storytelling. You know, I thought that was compelling. I thought that was well done. Do I wholeheartedly agree with everything the author did in this novel? No. Was this novel spectacular? By no means no. But there's more. And what I mean by more is you also do get to see Edward's mental um, connection with his family, as well as those conversations. And those conversations give these characters a little bit more personality as well. You know, that's what I'm saying. Stronger characterization, stronger character dynamics with Midnight Sun to make it engaging. Jasper and Rosalie are at the forefront of that because in the original series, Jasper was just kind of there, um, Alice's soulmate, he was just there, and he was just always brooding painfully in the background, you know? You didn't really get to see him shine at all, you know, he's, again, he's, he was just there. And then you have Rosalie, who was just always angry. Yes, later on in the series, we're understanding that anger that Rosalie has and why she's so jealous of Bella. But in this novel, we get a deeper sense of her existence and why she regrets it. And I like I liked it for that. I liked it solely for Jasper and Rosalie because they were given way more time to shine and to grow and you really do get to see that stronger characterization and character dynamics for the novel you know for to make it work to make it worth your while and it does and you're also seeing history you know you're seeing Edward's memories of when they first meet Esme when they first meet Rosalie and Emmett and Alice and Jasper, you're seeing how he was raised as a vampire by Carlisle. You're seeing more of their past, which I found absolutely fascinating. I like delving into their past 100%. I thought that was probably the most compelling part of the story because it does add layers to the storytelling. It does add some history and depth to the storytelling and I enjoyed that wholeheartedly. 100% I loved it. Um, again, was the book spectacular? No. <laughs> but I enjoyed it, you know? It wasn't blow my socks off. I will say sometimes the pacing was a little too slow because again, this is a story you've already read before, just through a different perspective. 
Um, and in case you're wondering, no, I didn't read Life and Death, and no, I didn't read The Second Life of Brie Tanner. Um, I may need to own a complete collection, but I'm not that far gone. <laughs> but, you know, I don't regret buying Midnight Sun. I don't regret adding it to my collection. I think... It offered more, and I liked seeing more of the Cullens. I liked seeing more. I liked that Meyer's writing style has grown. She, she's a stronger writer now than she was before, simply because her characters have personality. You know, they're not just two-dimensional faces anymore. They have depth to them, to the narrative, and they add something to the storytelling as a whole. So... I would have to give Midnight Sun three and a half out of five stars. Again, it wasn't spectacular, um, but the fact that I got lost in those two first 267 pages, the fact that I was so sucked into reading it, and my first thoughts when I pulled away were, wow, her writing style has improved, was, it says something. To me, it says something. It says, you know, this was not a bad novel. It wasn't amazing. But it wasn't bad. It was good. And I don't regret owning it now. I don't regret buying it. I have no regrets. And I'm probably going to watch Twilight later tonight. <laughs> um, in any case. Once again, this was Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. It gets 3.5 out of 5 stars. If you want to go ahead and purchase the book, please remember to purchase from your local bookseller. If money's tight, please check out the book from your local library and leave a review for the author. You know, reviews are cherished by authors. <laughs> they are, especially the good ones. You know, eh. You know, you don't have to censor yourself, but if you're going to write a bad review, just I just say don't tag the author. I mean, you know, they don't need they they know their books aren't for everyone. Uh, no one needs to see their own negativity. <laughs> or negativity towards them. But in any case, you know, I liked it. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast, sharing it with all your book-loving friends, and subscribing to it. You can also become a supporter on Anchor FM, my recording platform, for 99 cents a month. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.